Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. This week on the Practical Magic Podcast, I'm in conversation with Jessica Huey, MBE, who's an entrepreneur and author of Purpose, Find Your Truth and Embrace Your Calling, published by Hay House. So Jessica's enjoyed a glittering career as a journalist and publicist, and she's worked with some of the world's biggest stars and business people, including Samuel L. Jackson, Hilary Devey, and Meghan Markle. It's 12 years ago, Jessica launched Colorblind Cards, which is a multi-award-winning, multicultural greeting card company, which drove an early conversation around the importance of ethnic representation and retail and became the first independent brand to secure high street presence for black cards. Jessica has been labelled one of Britain's most inspiring entrepreneurs by the Evening Standard and she sits on Glamour's power list as one of the UK's most influential women. It's no surprise, 2014, Jessica was honoured with an MBE for entrepreneurship and her contributions to diversity. In her book, Purpose, Jessica shares the lessons she's learned as she went from being an individual who felt without purpose and direction and incredibly unhappy to someone who recognises her complete power to design and create a successful, meaningful and limitless life built from an authentic foundation. So in this chat today, we're going to be talking about some of the tools that Jessica shares so that you can help to start to feel empowered and get unstuck and make real change in your life and through the life of others, through your own purpose. Jessica's going to share a lot of the tips. We also talk about how living a life with purpose is a global shift. It's a global consciousness and how each of us as an individual really does have the opportunity to work with our purpose, to be of service to ourselves and to others so that we can make a much bigger shift for everybody. So welcome to the show, Jessica. It's so wonderful to have you here. I've just seen you doing a talk <laughs> on your book, which is really nice because obviously we've chatted on the phone and I've read the book and it's got full of underlines all over it. But it's really nice to meet with you face to face and talk about it. I wonder if you could share with the Practical Magic listeners a bit more about your backstory and, and a, an overview of what the book's about and we'll, we'll dive into it in more sure, detail. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my, I guess maybe easier to start with the, the, the book is basically an invitation to um, connect with the truth of who we are and then create lives which are the truest expression of who we are, um, in a nutshell. Uh, and I guess it's the culmination of my roller coaster of a life, which has just been full of extremes in many ways, um, having begun my adult life as a, a teen mum at 17 and entering in, into this sort of hamster wheel of exciting you know ambition and forging my way with a successful media career which began in journalism and and soon moved into public relations and working in the showbiz space with lots of um, well-known people and um and then later becoming what I call an accidental entrepreneur and starting a greeting card company because I realized that there were no multicultural cards in the British high street and just felt compelled as a mum with a seven-year-old daughter at the time to do something about that. And then all of these kind of accolades and awards and things that I 
I was being given uh, over this period for having this tr- sort of ultimate triumph over tribulation story, if you like. But it, but yet, you know, on the surface, my life seemed to be working and seemed I seemed to, you know, embody success, I guess, in many ways. But behind the scenes, it really wasn't working. And I, I was completely disconnected from myself. And as a result, work was a bit like my plaster it was my drug and it was my way I didn't know it at the time but of just not having to really be with with myself and face up to some of these things which needed to be faced in order for me to come through them and I wrote the book at a point where I I'd burnt out probably not for the first time and had decided something needs to change it had been 20 years I'd you know achieved a lot and but I had no idea what that new thing was and within that I'd spent about 10 years trying to fix myself I really thought I was broken and exploring things like everything from therapy to your kind of meditation and to with varying degrees of success and it's only actually when I stopped and really got present with myself that my you know, it was the most profound transformational period of my life and and I only got there because my dad was was diagnosed with terminal cancer and he was really my person so there was nothing to do but stop and just be with him and yeah it changed my life and I wrote the book from that space and there is so much there isn't it? I mean everything you're talking about and just feeling my solar plexus just ping 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 because there is so much there about that disconnection and when we're living life from the outside from the external and we have to try and keep up with it through my I really echo your story in terms of the overworking because it feels like if if I work and I get these accolades and it means that I've got something that I'm here to do and you can just cut through all of it when something significant like that happens you know my story is I lost my mum as well and it was in those moments that you take away everything that doesn't matter and you put one foot in front of the other and it's almost like the world completely changes doesn't it you know you wake up the next day and everything looks different and you know I know that we can often learn about purpose by something significant like that happening and taking that moment to tune in but not everybody has those significant life events so how would you say to people what advice would you give to people who know that they're in that place where they are feeling disconnected that maybe they have been doing stuff that's very external to themselves but they know that there's something that needs to shift what advice would you give to people who may be starting to seek what this might be in terms of a purpose for themselves i would say listen 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 to that you know whether it's a voice it's less of a voice and more of a a knowing i think um listen to it and and make a decision a really deliberate decision to prioritize that and explore it because you know so often we 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 get these glimmers which come in the form of perhaps ideas or feelings of um, conflict within ourselves, which we ignore and we quickly plaster over with something to do um, or a glass of wine or you know anything just to quell it because actually to face up to or listen to it requires more of us than we're at that point ready to give because it requires courage to to really be honest and accept that something isn't quite right we're not feeling completely fulfilled or, or perhaps we're even unhappy but actually 
it's a deliberate you know I call it disrupting your life in the best way possible and just deciding actually things are going to change and I'm willing to do whatever is required to get to know me and then give me honor me you know with what I need with 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 the true me the true me beneath these layers that we've just wrapped on throughout our lives it's almost um in many ways it's it's a it's a very difficult blessing when there are these major life moments that sort of everything kind of crumbles down and falls away and you're left with the truth but when that doesn't happen I think there's still there's it's still so possible to decide to embark on that process without being pushed into it that, that's the only difference and how I think it's just about deliberately intentionally doing things and putting ourselves in environments and around new people and new new spaces which ins- inspire new trains of thought and new levels of consciousness and awareness anything just to disrupt ourselves from this kind of hamster wheel of yeah that's what it is that the the norms and breaking up the shifting the norms to explore what actually truly resonates with us and then courageously stepping into that which isn't always comfortable Um, but I think you know we probably both both know the rewards that come from being willing to go there Mm. and and let go of the things that aren't working Mm. You know, and sometimes those, sometimes that's people, sometimes that's relationships or, or habits, ways of being, which have got us through, <laughs> but to our own detriment. So it's a, it's a courageous, but the most, it's also an incredible adventure. Yeah, isn't it? And yeah. That's the word, isn't <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. is, you know, I, I talk obviously a, a, a lot around the creative mindset and it's not necessarily that you have to be a painter or a drawer or a writer or whatever to be creative. You know, creativity is, is the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. isn't it? And so there is that disruption from yourself. And, it, and I guess it gets to a point where can you live in the way that is making you miserable any longer? You know, I work a lot with people and you, and you see the general relays in people that they're just not happy, but it's that fear around changing something. And so sometimes um, there's a, and, and you'll have to forgive me because I've forgotten the name of the song, but there's a beautiful lyric that says, if you're feeling helpless, help someone. Mm. And so this is about acts of service, isn't it? And you talk a lot about this, and this is something that I really resonate as well, about when where you find your purpose is how you are helped to other people. It's, it's the why. So how did you kind of find out what that was? How did you follow the breadcrumbs of what that was so that you could be of service to people and how that aligned with your purpose I think yeah I mean it's so interesting because a few days after my um, dad passed on you know he, he was a minicab driver but he was pretty philosophical spiritual man and he used to have these um, little inspired thoughts which he would scribble down on his brakes obviously not while he was driving and so he had all of these journals and just a few days after he passed on you know mum had already cleared everything out and suddenly this journal shows up as says they do and she gave it to my brother and there was a note in there written on a typewriter which basically was written to me when I was about four years old by my dad and the essence of this note was that you know you're almost ready to go to school and you know you are becoming the person that you are going to become but my hope for you is that you will come to know true joy and that true joy and fulfillment is 
who you can be for others and it was just it was it was so beautiful and profound because actually that's exactly what I experienced through that process of both caring for him and that complete selflessness where you know so often when we're helping or even in the way we love it's in a need there's a need for reciprocity so it's actually not truly selfless so much of what we do is so we get something back and when we're truly selfless and you know there is just a joy which takes there's there's a love which takes your breath away it really does and I I experienced that just by being around these incredible hospice carers you know but I digress I think early on you know having started colorblind cards which was the multicultural card line in my my late 20s so you know just over 10 about 12 years ago I, re- I realized the power of doing something which is heart driven and seeing the momentum that it took on because it wasn't coming from a place of intellect or a desire to have the biggest card brand in the world it was this is something that should exist and it's for others it's it's it was such a pure it was such a pure intent behind it and as a result people really resonated and connected with that and that enabled it to be successful so I'd experienced that, but then inevitably you forget. <laughs> and it takes, it takes a while to, to remember those kind of fundamental truths. Um, so there was that. And then just trusting, trusting this kind of innate knowing. You know when something is right. And it's scary because nothing's promised and there's no evidence that you're going to be received well. You know, even with the book, writing it, there were moments of sheer terror. Mm -hmm. People may think I'm crazy. They are not going to expect this from me, you know, reputationally, all of the kind of ego stuff. But actually, beneath all of that was just a knowing that it was right. It was coming from such a pure place. And as a result, the response has just been been so beautiful. And I love that because there... I always talk about the fact that when you resonate with somebody's heart, when you speak to somebody's heart, mm. they're heard, you're heard yes. with heart. When you yes. speak to somebody's soul, you feel it in soul. When it's head, it's very different. It goes up there and it doesn't shift through. So that's the true meaning of connection, right, yes. isn't it? And I think, you know, I mean, I asked you the question in the talk, but from a global consciousness point of view, if we're switching on hearts and we're switching on souls and doing that from a place of pure intent to help other people, that can only have from a vibrational point of view a bigger connection to other people being able to shift and change in the world can't it and you talk about um a lot in the book about how that that ties in um and entrepreneurship I'm really interested in that can you just explain what you mean by entrepreneurship and and how that is kind of having a difference in the world around us yeah I mean I think often when you talk about purpose people instantly think that you know it's it's they need to leave their job (laughs) and go and start something which is going to change the world and and it's not that I think purpose is a way of being Mm. and actually we can do that right now in this moment what that looks like for people who are working within organizations so this idea of entrepreneurship is bringing in their innate creativity and being courageous enough to bring all of who they are truly into their workplace not just for themselves but for the benefit of the company as a whole and I'm seeing some really exciting examples of companies who are, are not afraid to 
I went to an event recently for one of the, you know, the FTSE, FTSE 100 companies, and it began with a meditation. Amazing. amazing, amazing. And it's something that the CEO was unapologetic about, you know. So I, I think those, those changes and shifts are definitely happening. And, you know, even this drive toward, you know, as much as it's become so diluted now, unfortunately, but this idea of diversity and inclusion, that in its truest sense is, is just about us being unafraid to be who we are, you know, warts and all. And when we do that, we work at our optimum and the company can only benefit. But it, there is always that, that period of uncomfortability and slight disarray in order to get through that. You know, it's just as, as relevant for, for organizations as it is for us as individuals. But we need to go through that period of, what is it? It's a kind of re... Uh, it's it's an yeah, an unlearning. Yeah. yeah, in order to come out the other side. Yeah, yeah I mean, and then look at you know, what's going on. I don't want to go too big about it, but look at what's going on. And we are in that shift, aren't we? We were like, this does this whole paradigm doesn't work and so it's flailing and it's kicking its way out and it's all bringing this up to the fore but these conversations are being had aren't they but anyway let's get back to um, I want to talk about kind of personal purpose Mm -hmm. and in the book you talk about the truth of purpose is that it lies in every moment because we can sometimes get a bit people can feel afraid that purpose is something that's slightly unattainable or it's something for the future and something they have to work for or towards like an, a goal that's slightly out of their reach what do you mean by something that is in every moment in being present is what purpose is like you talk about being obviously but how does that show up for people in in every day do you think i guess it starts with the awareness it's it's a way of being as opposed and as opposed to another thing to do yeah. <laughs> yeah. purpose isn't another thing to add to our already yeah yeah Yeah, that's it and and it's everything it's how I listen how I'm present with you now you know whether I'm listening to you and really you know listening with a with a view to to being able to digest what you're saying and feel what you're saying in order to give something back or am I thinking about my shopping list it's it's everything it's making a deliberate intentional decision about who we want to be both for ourselves and for the world, rather than just reacting, uh, and and I think that's the you know that those are the sort of that that's the crux of it. It's about intention intentionality, and that requires uh, an ongoing awareness. It's not something that we keep for Sundays. Purpose isn't just for Sundays. It's a moment to moment. Who? What are the values that I want to flow through me? What is it that's important to me and meaningful to me? And who do I want to be for? my colleagues for my partner for my family for the world at large my community and staying connected enough to ourselves in order to keep coming home to that and checking in with ourselves. and it also means doesn't it and I'm you know really lapping up what you're saying here and I'm sitting here with intention around that because it means that we can't be apathetic you know it means that if something you see that something is happening around you that you can do something with it because it comes from that place of heart you know even if it's I was talking with somebody before coming here about sometimes we feel that any activism we do has to be a big thing but it can be something as simple as writing a letter and saying have you thought about this 
have you made is there awareness around that and that can be purpose because this is something I care for and this is something I stand for and this is what I see in the world so it can be something as really as simple as that you can bring into everyday life it doesn't have to be like you say like I'm just going to completely give up my job it's intentional living I love that because that's what lights us up doesn't it you know that's what creates the changes that that's what creates the shifts you know it, it's sometimes the smallest things. You just don't know the, the, the broader impact of what your seemingly small act might have. Yeah, I love talking about the fact that when we turn our light on, it means when our heart's lit, then you light somebody else's. When that person's lit, it lights somebody. You know, it has that ongoing effect, doesn't it? Um, the other thing you talk about in the book is really interesting. It's about shifting our our perspective not just shifting it but selecting it Mm -hmm. so taking personal responsibility for things that maybe have happened in our lives or taking accountability for the way that we act not just this is my narrative this is my story therefore this is the way I'm going to behave can you tell us a bit more about that and how it really is like you explain it as a superpower of a gear shift gosh I mean for me it, it showed up most my story showed up most because I'd find myself in rooms, quite literally, you know, Downing Street, <laughs> you know, where I'd achieved, I very much belong, I, des- I deserve to be there, you know, um, through what I, I had achieved and I'd been invited. And yet within myself, I didn't believe, I didn't feel I deserved to be at that table. And I think we can all relate on some level to that kind of feeling of imposter syndrome, which which comes in when our narrative about who we are is outdated, unhealthy. And so for me, I needed to look at that more closely and, yeah, just just explore. For me, it was this this idea of being a teen mum, you know, who had messed up her life and then sort of struggled through and made a success of it. But what happened was that I, in having that narrative, I just found myself always struggling. So even when I didn't need to be struggling, there was always an element of struggle because that was my story. (laughs) And so in order to, completely, and we attract all of of what we kind of energetically um, present to the world and, and, and people receive us that way. So as much as my story gave me some, it was interesting because it gave me, sort of some celebration it was celebrated but actually eventually I I needed to let go of it in order to kind of step into who who I'd become my own evolution you know and sometimes sometimes those stories we have about being the wronged party or the victim they work for us they serve us they give us a get out clause for actually looking at our own personal responsibility and what's not working it's a it's a necessary part of this journey to just get real with ourselves about what we need to be accountable for. Yeah, absolutely. And and that idea, you know, as you say, about selecting your perspective, the fact that you can get perspective on your perspective and just take a step back and go, hang on a minute, am I living in an old wound here because I feel wronged? Or is there something else? Can I look at this in a different way and choose how to do that? And that becomes my narrative. Because we're all, you know, I would say we're making this up as we go along. We're writing our own narratives. So you get to choose what selection, you know, selecting the perspective that you come on with that, don't you? So I want to talk about uh, intuition and consciousness. 
because and it's okay to get uncomfortable with things that don't align with you isn't it so how would you say that intuition plays quite a big part in terms of how you live a life with purpose and what that means from a business point of view as much as a personal point of view it plays a huge like it's just it's a central part of my life now that connection to my innate knowing and as soon as I fall out of that and back into my kind of old way of being which is driven by my head purely I'm quickly reminded that that's not <laughs> doesn't work yeah, anymore yes, <laughs> yeah so yeah in order to tap into all of that kind of you know into my intuition I need to be I need to disconnect from the outside and just reconnect with 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 myself go within and I use that as a compass for my life I use that as a compass for my decision making personally professionally and I also listen to when it's saying just chill <laughs> you know as much as possible and just you know sometimes the decision is not to make a decision sometimes the decision is just to be for a moment and but yeah that that kind of internal compass is is now that is my business plan in, in many ways and it's not that the practical tools don't serve a purpose because they do but they are secondary to whatever to what I already know and I let, I'm letting that guide my life, which is a really new way of being for me. And not always comfortable because it requires faith. It requ- and it's, it's not the norm. And whenever you are operating in a way which isn't the sort of status quo or the consensus, you can feel a little bit isolated and you can start to question. But thankfully, I'm also finding that whenever there are those moments where I'm questioning what I'm doing something will show up just to remind me that actually I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, which is really, really wonderful. So I was talking on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Paloma from Rooted London. We were talking about the difference. Well, it was a lot about intuitive living and the difference between your intuition and your instinct. And I think there is, you know, you say about going within and you talk about using meditation and other things to be able to do that. And it is being able to truly listen because the head will just, all the time and it will be a million miles an hour and she was talking about it in the way that you know if you think about your thoughts as being are they um being restrictive or are they being expansive and intuition is often expansive isn't Mm. it in terms of how you can align how you're living on purpose and living from value um i was talking with a client yesterday and we were talking about uh she had a a decision to make around a job opportunity one was like the all bells and whistles the big money and what it all meant and uh, we had to like really take a step back and saying which one feels aligned with how you're here to be of purpose to the world how you're here to serve how you're here to show up what lights you up mm. and it, it was like in the matrix the red or the blue pill and it was like you know yeah, yeah that that the head the the rational what I should do yeah. was over here mm. but actually the decision was based on how she wanted to be mm. was something else mm. and it's just tuning in with that as mm. well isn't it and mm. really kind of getting a sense of what that's all about yeah. and also you know I like it's Marianne Williamson that talks a lot about you know only there is only fear and love there is no in between so actually I ask myself often is is the decision I'm going to make or this step I'm going is it coming from a, a fearful place mm-hmm. or is it as is it a loving coming from a loving place and that's useful that's useful for me because um yeah so often our actions are driven by 
but what if that doesn't happen or, or, or you know a requirement for stability or for security as opposed to what's actually aligned with who we are and what we who we want to be for the world as you say it's it's a courageous way of living you know it, it really is because it's about honoring your truth and sometimes you know <laughs> that means the decisions and choices that you make look ludicrous to everybody else <laughs> and they don't understand it but you know to really stand in your truth and and still be committed to that is um is, is to be honored and celebrated and, and it's the way forward for us again you can feel so much resonance with that can't you and I think it's important to say that when that happens people will fall away people will be like what do you think you're doing are you have you lost your mind we're not used to this from you why aren't you living in the way that we expected to but when you stand in it you're like and it will waver sometimes in those dark moments you'll be like what the hell am I doing but that's when you come back to yourself isn't it and come back to that yeah but where I, I go always go to my solar plexus like but where is that coming from in terms of how I show up in the world um, and and people will fall away and people will celebrate you and other people will come in you know I'm sure that you found through this journey as well this most amazing community comes around you to lift you up so yeah how have you noticed that from a different point of view of I guess old life is you know how it was before to how it is now and the difference of the people and the energy yeah, you got around oh you oh my gosh well so I've been running one really like <laughs> obvious shift is in I've been running my group workshops at the British Library for about for about three years now and actually the content hasn't changed very much but the place that I am coming from has transformed and as a result, you know, the people that are attracted to these these workshops, which is, are all about, you know, amplifying your message and connecting with your audience if you're a small business owner, the people are different. The energy is different. I mean, these monthly masterclasses are like, oh, it, it's just the connectivity within the room. There are tears, there's laughter, there's lots of tangible learning and there's inspiration because it, it's a little like a little mini community of people who are all doing something which is stemming from, it's heart driven, it's stemming from everything that they stand for and it's always making a difference for others and it's also them working in pursuit of their of their sort of higher self and it's beautiful it's it's wonderful to be able to use my practical skill it's an honor complete honor and it's me you know it's me living in my purpose in those moments when I'm able to create that space and share that space and it's like fuel it's wonderful so that's that's a definitely a um a really obvious kind of um shift but there's there've been many you know the way I parent is is slightly different it's it's a lot different less about molding and more about creating a you know trying to create I still I don't always get it right of course but trying to create a a safe environment in order for my children to be who they are and just just nurture that as opposed to trying to direct in a safe you know college then in university then this then that because that's secure that's that's you know you'll be respected if you do that again completely fear-driven rather than okay who are you who did you come here as you know where do I see you light up and let me nurture that and and so it's uh it changes everything sometimes people can feel that purpose 
doesn't necessarily mean making a living, you know? And um, I've, I've come from a corporate background, much as yourself, in terms of going away from a paycheck, and that can be really daunting and terrifying for people. And we're not saying, obviously, we're not saying that things have to completely shift when you do a job of purpose or make a living from your purpose. But what advice would you give or what words would you give to people who maybe fear that living a life of purpose means they're not going to make any money anymore? I'd say ditch that (laughs) ditch that idea you know it's um your work needs resource you know and I think when you 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 do this you're on this kind of journey you arrive at having a compassionate heart both for others but also for yourself you know must must be you know ultimately we, we we are love right so that love needs to extend to us and that doesn't mean putting ourselves at a um putting ourselves out in, in in you know we don't have to suffer that's not compassionate that's not loving toward ourselves and yeah so i think ultimately you know success flows much more easily when we are in our flow when we are operating from that that sort of that truth and you know what's beautiful to find is that the more that we are courageous enough to show up and be who we are those partnerships you know professional partnerships and alignments will will will, will, they'll recognize you because you are you know unapologetically being who you are and then those are the opportunities that are really exciting in business to prosper Um, and the more that you can you know it's easier to help once you are properly resourced and so I think we can it's not about compartmentalizing we don't have to you know be broke um and live and live in and on purpose the two you know you don't need to to make that distinction it's an old old, absolutely absolutely and also you know if you really understand the nature of money you know and and abundance then you know we soon start to see that though even that relationship with money is is often a, a hangover of those old narratives inherited and otherwise inherited and assumed so part of our work on this journey is to see them spot them ditch them and not have that hamper us in our creating yeah and i love that because it is it's very karmic thing that the more that comes out the more that we give out the more can be received universally as well so it can only flow with more abundance and it is a mindset shift because it's been able to say you know I'm doing this work on purpose and I can live in a way that is more than enough for myself and for others rather than saying I am living this life on purpose but that means that I've got to give up somewhere else just it is it is a mindset shift and selecting your perspective again as you said before so I always like to kind of round up the practical magic podcast with um three tips on self-care um three tips so the first one would be you know true self-care is reconnection to self so um yeah that's going to look different for all of us so to really care for ourselves, we need to create structure our lives in a way where we create a space for us just to be with ourselves, and that that will look different for all of us um but it's looking at our week holistically and prioritizing those spaces where we are you know we're not on you know we're not doing we're just with ourselves, 
and for me that might be you know a period of meditation or yoga or both or just going for a walk like free space just to write so that would be the first you know put that into your week and everything must work around that and it might mean that you know if you're in a a nine to five and you've got kids and then it might mean that you have to go to bed a bit earlier in order to get up that uh, have that extra hour in the morning but committing to that for yourself is critical the second one would be a little exercise that I mentioned in the book which is the (laughs) non-complaining you know where you have a band on your hand and you you you, you just you know what you you make it's like the 30 day of non the the complaint free 30 days that's the mission and you have a you know little hairband or whatever on your your right hand and every time you complain from the moment you get up in the morning you have to switch the band onto your left hand and the idea is to get through 30 days without complaining and I learned very quickly in doing it that gosh it probably took about 12 days to even get to day one because we complain so much it's part of (laughs) habitually but what happens is you start to doing this you start to you're triggering your awareness and you're, you're again you're moving into that kind of intentional way of being which includes the words that we speak and the more that we pay attention to the words we speak the more we notice the thoughts that we pursue that we entertain so it's an incredibly mindful practice which and the beauty is that the more that you the less you complain you start to see the effect of that (laughs) of who you're now being around the people around you and it's very powerful and um, revealing and then tip three would be yeah prioritizing being of service to others somehow so perhaps it's um, deciding that you know every day you'll do one small thing for somebody else and it might just be grabbing a sandwich for the homeless person that you 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 know you pass in the street or sending a message to that friend you haven't spoken to for a while um but yeah making as we make service a part of our life and way of being we also serve ourselves you know in the process because we are connected so as we love others we are actually loving ourselves So thank you for listening to the Practical Magic podcast today in conversation with Jessica Huey, MBE. You'll find all the the links to Jessica's website and to her masterclasses on the podcast page. So do go over and check that out now. And uh, Jessica's next session will be on October the 22nd. So don't miss that. I'm going to be there myself. And just want to give you a quick heads up. We are nearly at the Practical Magic weekend retreat this 21st to 24th of September on the Isle of Wight. You heard me talking about it on previous podcasts, but it is going to be a way in which we're going to discover and talk a bit more about purpose throughout the weekend itself and how we can go from a place of being nurtured and filling up our own cup, putting on that oxygen mask and how that helps to bring purpose into our everyday life. So you can go over to www.katetaylor.co and find out more about the weekend retreat there. There is one more space left, so do come and join us on the beautiful Isle of Wight. And as always, if you want to bring purpose into everyday life with something really simple, then the Practical Magic Activation Deck is waiting for you. You can head over to www.practicalmagicliving.com and get your hands on a tool which helps you to become your own life coach and activate your inner wisdom, which leads to activating everyday purpose. I'm going to be talking a bit more 
about purpose and living with purpose on next week's show. But until then, my loves, I hope you've had an enjoyable podcast with myself and Jessica. Until next week, take care.